all over again. Happy New Year's, Browns fans. Sorry, I had myself muted for a moment. Welcome on into a live Cleveland Browns report. We've got plenty to talk about today. Signed Dalvin Cook, Elijah Moore update, playoffs, because we're talking playoffs, baby. And we're going to milk everything out of a playoff segment because we don't get to talk playoffs very often, but hopefully that changes moving forward. So a lot to get to on today's show, but really quickly, support for today's live show comes in from Factor. So if you guys are not familiar with Factor, it is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Head to factormeals.com slash brownschat50 and use code brownschat50 to get 50% off. That's code brownschat50 at factormeals.com slash brownschat50. Like I said, they've got meals that are ready to roll, just two minutes, fresh, never frozen. Support for today's show also comes in from Game Time. They do not want the dog pound worrying when they're buying tickets to their next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code BROWNCHAT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, download Game Time today and redeem code BROWNCHAT for $20 off. Game Time, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So shout out your city for me. I want to know where everyone's watching from. We're going to get into the nuts and bolts of today's show in just a moment. But first, let me know where you are tuning in from. We've got over 60 people hanging out with us right now, but I want to know where the dog pound is today. So get in the chat. Let me know. James Harper is watching from Ohio. We've got Kathy in Sacramento. Max T's in the house. What's going on, Mr. Max? Watching from Cleveland. I've got Zanesville. I've got Ashland. Youngstown. I've got Ashley White in Cleveland, along with Fat Fat Gaming. I've got Parma from Steven. I've got New Zealand in the house. We've got Indiana. We've got all Ohio from Logan and Jessica, or cool guy. Uh, Matthews in Duncan, South Carolina. Uh, Ashley's in Cleveland. So Jessica wants me to know where she's watching from, and that's Finley. We've got David in Cleveland. Brenton Lake Mary, and Ryan is in Dayton. So let me know where you are tuning in from. Shout out your city right now. We're also going to toss another question your way. Um, and that is, what did I have in mind? I wanted to ask something. Yes, thank you. I lost my own train of thought. Should the Browns rest starters in week 18 against the Bengals? Cleveland cannot move up or down. They are locked in at number five. So should guys like Miles Garrett, Amari Cooper, Joe Flacco even, get the Sunday off. If they were to rest their starters, the Browns, depending on whether they play on Saturday or Sunday in the playoffs, I think it's going to be Saturday against the AFC champion and the 325 slot. They're going to have 15 days off. Like 15 days from the Jets game to the first playoff game. That is a lot for an NFL team. That's another bye week. And this team had an early bye week, so they could really benefit from having a mini bye. I say rest. And we'll talk more about rest versus rust later on. But I think rest is the uh, is the number one option. We do have a $2 super chat rolling in from Miami Mac. I see Browns beating the Ravens in divisional round. 
So Mac thinks that the Browns are going to win, and then the two and the three seed, whoever they might be, are going to – and I say whoever because it could be the Dolphins, it could be the Bills, it's going to be the Chiefs, though, are going to beat whoever they face, and it'll be one Ravens versus five Browns, and then two Dolphins or Bills against number three Chiefs. Okay? I can get behind it, Mac. I can get behind it. I can definitely get behind it. Now, we're going to have a mailbag at the end of the show, so make sure you get those questions in right now. Use hashtag Brown or Super Chat like Mac just did, and we will guarantee that your take, your question, gets on screen during our mailbag for all of our viewers to see. So hashtag Browns or Super Chat if you want to skip the line and guarantee a spot on screen. Now, coming up on today's show, we've got the latest news and rumors. We're talking dream playoffs. We're talking playoffs in general. And then we got that mailbag. So use hashtag Browns or Super Chat at the end of today's show. Are we ready to roll, though? We've got 144 people watching right now. Um, and 28 likes. That's just criminally mean. Like the fucking video. Let's go. Let's get ourselves to 40 likes before we even get this plane off the ground. As Papa T has a super chat rolling in. Sup, Petey? What's going on, Papa T? Rest them and Dalvin. So Papa T says rest the starters week 18. And then we'll talk about Dalvin Cook in more detail in just a moment. But I'm not really all that interested in Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook's a big name. If you actually have seen what Dalvin Cook has done the last two years, I don't think anyone is lining up to have that guy on their run. So I know Dalvin at one point was awesome. And maybe for a playoff push, he can be good, kind of like Leonard Fournette with the Buccaneers. But I'm not really jumping over the moon for Dalvin Cook. $5 Super Chat rolling in from Matthew Culpa. Matthew, what's going on, dude? I have this gut feeling we're going to the Super Bowl. Go Browns. I love it, Matthew. I love it. I love it. Sometimes I wish like I could just say Browns to the Super Bowl, but I don't want to turn into that. You know that one guy, maybe you do, maybe you don't, who covers the Steelers for Pittsburgh Sports Radio, Filipponi? If you go too far, and this isn't going too far, but just in general, if you go too far overboard, then anytime I do have a serious take, it's just going to get watered down because I'm the ultimate homer. And so that's the guy I don't want to be. So... Um, if you have a question, make sure you use hashtag Browns in the chat, though. If you don't use hashtag Browns, the software cannot pull the question put on screen. But Matthew, Super Bowl brownies. And if that's the case, I will see you, I'll see all of you in Vegas. Are we ready to jump into our live show today? All right, here we go. Let's break down the latest Browns news and rumors. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about whether or not the Browns should rest their starters. Week 18, Kevin Stefanski commented on it. And then we're going to get an Elijah Moore injury update. But before we get into all that, we did have some NFL news come out today. And that was Dalvin Cook was released by the New York Jets. And Browns fans everywhere are asking, should the Browns pursue Dalvin Cook? Now, when you look at his stats this year, they are probably worse than maybe you thought. 67 carries, 214 yards, no touchdowns, and he also averaged a career low 3.2 yards per carry this season. So 
I'm guessing a lot of GMs are looking at that and are not running to sign Dalvin Cook. I mean, Leonard Fournette didn't get signed till midway through the year by the Buffalo Bills. And I thought Leonard Fournette was maybe not better than Dalvin Cook last year, but he certainly wasn't very far off from Dalvin Cook. Now, Dalvin Cook has had a slide the last few years. I mean, go back to 2021, he averaged 4.7 yards a carry. 2022, last year in Minnesota, people look at 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns and think Dalvin Cook's still good to go. No, Dalvin Cook led the NFL in rushes that were one or zero yards or fewer. He was far below yards expected, meaning, hey, if you put an average running back in Dalvin Cook's shoes for this play, how many yards would they get? Dalvin Cook was in the negative compared to the average yards expected. And then this year for the Jets, he completely fell off. He's averaging less than a yard a carry than he did in 2022, which was pretty low for his standards, 4.4, yet to find the touchdown. So you know what? This will not be the fun, sexy opinion out there, but when it comes to whether or not the Browns should sign Dalvin Cook, I'll throw the question your way right now, but no, I'm typing in for no. I understand at one point, Dalvin Cook was a very good running back for the Vikings, but last year, he wasn't good in Minnesota. This year, he was somewhat non-existent in a bad Jets offense that sure would have been a lot different with Aaron Rodgers, but ultimately, I pass. I'm passing on Dalvin Cook. Yeah, it's a big name. Yeah, he did some really good things, and you look at 1,100 yards last year, but if you add Dalvin Cook to this offense, what does he bring? that the running back room doesn't already have. He's just a, another Kareem Hunt. The Browns already have a good goal, goal line back in Kareem Hunt. They lack burst. They lack speed from their running back room, which is a problem. But Dalvin Cook's not going to come in here and bring a whole lot of that. You're just getting another Kareem Hunt, which you got your Kareem Hunt. You got your goal line back. You got a good run-blocking RB or pass-blocking RB. You don't need another Kareem Hunt, right? I'm not interested in Dalvin Cook. If the Browns sign Dalvin Cook, I don't think it would be a bad thing, right? I don't think we might we might not see a whole lot of Dalvin Cook. I remember when LaShawn McCoy and Le'Veon Bell were added to playoff rosters, and guys, they just rode the practice squad all playoff long. So that very well may happen for Dalvin Cook as well. Now, now let's get to what I originally had planned for today's show, which was whether or not the Browns should rest their starters, and then an Elijah Moore update. When it comes to resting starters, I would rest a handful of guys. Anyone that has any sort of injury, John Taffer style, shut it down. Uh Uh-uh. Because the Browns could give some of these guys 15 to 16 days off between the end of the Jets game and the first round of the playoffs. Here are 10 players I would sit. I would sit Joe Flacco purely to avoid the risk of injury. Amari Cooper because he's playing through an injury. Elijah Moore, because he got a concussion, right? He might not even be cleared even if the Browns needed him on Sunday. David Njoku, he has been quietly battling some injuries throughout the year. And, oh, yeah, he lit his face on fire. Maybe give him an extra week off. Joel Petonio, guy couldn't even stand upright for a little bit two weeks ago. I think you should give him and his back a nice break. Ethan Posick, he suffered a stinger. Give him a week off. Miles Garrett. Don't you think there's a reason why he went five games without a sack after a shoulder injury? They had an early bye. Give Garrett a week off. Darius Smith, he's a veteran player. His body could use some rest. Make him nice and fresh for the postseason. Denzel Ward, this is more of a I'm just nervous he could get injured because 
He's somewhat made of glass. And then finally, one Thornhill. I'm a little bit iffy on Thornhill because I think we need to see more of Thornhill. He's missed a lot of time. He needs to play football. But at the same time, I don't want to push it. And if you can get Thornhill and Delpit back for the playoffs, that would be awesome. So Kevin Stefanski was asked about resting starters. Here's what he said. We're working through all those things. We'll have a plan. We want to finish strong, so we'll have a plan moving forward. But I'll update you guys as we get through the week. At least sit some guys, Kevin Stefanski. Like, I'm not asking to sit all 22 starters, right? I didn't include Jerome Ford. I only put on Wyatt, uh, Joel Petonio, right, on the offensive line along with Ethan Posick. Play your two tackles. They need to get better. Play Wyatt Teller, right? I'm not asking to sit every single starter. But please, sit the guys that are even somewhat injured. I mean, everyone's somewhat injured at this point, but sit the guys who are really playing through injuries that would be getting off-season surgery to, uh, on Tuesday if they were not playing in the playoffs. And then sit Joe Flacco. Sit your absolute key starters that you do not want to risk getting injured. Now, I know what you're thinking, but Petey, what about the old classic rest versus rust debate? Well, I get that. And we'll explain that in just a moment. But really quickly, I do want to shout out our sponsor today, which is Factor. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered straight to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Forget frantic lunch prep and rushed dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals all delivered straight to your door. Head to factormeals.com slash brownchat50 and use code brownchat50 to get 50% off. That's code brownchat50 at factormeals.com slash brownchat50 to get 50% off. Now let's talk about that rest versus rust debate. So what I did was I looked back at all the teams in the final week of the season that had locked in where they would be playing in the postseason, like what seed they were, and I looked at whether or not they played their starters for the entirety of the game. So last year, the Chargers played Herbert and some of their starters for a while, but they didn't play all four quarters, so not as much rest there, and they ended up losing to the Jazz. The Ravens, remember, that was the weird Bills and Bengals didn't play 17 games. The Ravens were locked in. They rested their guys against the Bengals before playing them the very next week, and they lost. The Buccaneers, they rested their guys in Week 18 against the Falcons. They lost in the first round of the playoffs. Go back to the Cowboys that same season. They played the Buccaneers, so one of those two teams had to win right there. Then we go to the 2021 Bengals. They rested their guys, and they won their first playoff game, whether it was the wild card round or if the team had a bye. 2020, we go back to the uh, Chiefs here. They won 2019. The Vikings uh, beat uh, the Vikings won that game. Sorry, somebody's a little jobbled up here. 2019, the Ravens won. 2019, the Texans won. And 2019, the Bills won. So you can see that there's not a very clear correlation of 
resting guys equal winning, right? Sometimes they won. All, all in all, these last 10 examples here, it's five and five. So there's not a perfect, if you rest your guys, they are guaranteed to win. But let me know, should the Browns rest their starters? I think they should. When you factor in how many injuries this team has dealt with, it'd be a huge break for them to, A, just not sustain any more injuries, and B, try and get some guys healthy, right? Get Joel Petonio, Miles Garrett, a very much needed week off because that week five bye was awesome when you lost to Sean Watson for a time being and you had some other injuries going on. But fast forward to January now, and that bye was a long, long time ago. That early bye makes it tough for teams playing deep into the playoffs. But if you can rest your guys in week 18, I don't think you should pass up that opportunity. At least not guys who are less than 100%, which no one really is at this point, but less than 90%. And then very important positions like quarterback. Now, next up on the show, we've got some Elijah Moore injury news to get to as Elijah Moore himself updated us on his injury prognosis. So he took to Twitter and Elijah Moore tweeted this out saying, thank you to everyone for the love, support, and to all who lifted me up in prayer since Thursday night. Thank you to the Cleveland Browns doctors and the staff at University Hospital for taking amazing care of me. I feel extremely blessed to be feeling much better and I'm excited to get back to work with my brothers as we embark on this playoff run for the city of Cleveland. To me, that sounds like a guy who's going to be back sooner rather than later, and hopefully Elijah Moore is able to play in that first-round playoff game wherever it may be against whatever team it is out of the AFC South. But I don't think you should push Elijah Moore to come back Week 18. Even if he were to clear concussion protocol, John Taffer, shut it down because you need all of your wide receivers in the playoffs because the Browns are simply way too thin at the wide receiver position, right? They were without Amari Cooper on Thursday night against the Jets. They were without Elijah Moore for the second half. I don't want that to happen in the playoffs. It worked against the Jets because the Jets are cheeks. But you know who are not cheeks? Teams in the playoffs. So no, rest Amari Cooper. Give Elijah Moore an extra week. I'm sure they're not going to push it even if he, uh, even if this Week 18 game was a you know much more critical game for the Browns to either clinch a playoff spot or move up or down in the seedings. But I still think err on the side of caution with Coop and Moore and give those guys a week of rest and give Cedric Tillman and David Bell and Marquise Goodwin some more snaps, some more targets, and get them some more usage as we might need them in the playoffs. Now, before we get on to the rest of today's show, I do want to highlight some of the ballers from our Week 17 watch party against the Jets. The MVP is Sean Myers. Sean, please email me, Matthew at chatsports.com. I need to get in contact with you so I can send you the giveaway item you won. The All-Pro nomination goes to Ken G. Ken G is someone that's been lurking in the chat, been popping up from time to time, but what Ken G did on Thursday, it needs to be remembered. It needs to be recognized as a player that's not going to be a fluky guy, that's not going to be a flash in the pan, but that's, someone, that's someone's going to come to battle every single Sunday. The Pro Bowl nomination is Max T. This one's been coming for a long time. Max T's been chip, chip, chipping away, right? Max T might not haul in a 55-yard touchdown bomb like Jerome Ford did. But what Max T's going to do is he's going to take third and goal at the Indianapolis Colts one-yard line and hand it off to Kareem Hunt to give the Browns the lead. That's Max T right there. The game ball goes to Jeremy Stallman. 
Jeremy Stallman can be a plug-and-play player anywhere you want. Jeremy Stallman every single week inspires me, and he motivates the entire chat. If we could have a 1,000 more Jeremy Stallmans in this world, this world would be 10,000 times better. And then finally, the sleeper is Chris Williams. Who's this guy? This guy comes out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, he's popping up on newspaper headline, and everyone's trying to figure out who the heck is Chris Williams. Well, I'm here to say Chris Williams is someone to keep an eye on because if we get more performances like Chris Williams had in Week 17 in the playoffs, we're talking soupy, baby. Now, I do want to give a quick shout-out to a super thanks that rolled in from Thomas Demos. Thomas, Thomas, thank you so much for your kind contribution to the channel. I really appreciate you supporting the channel like that. Thomas, go Browns, man. Now, I do have to end the show with some somber news here. I'm sure you've heard by now, but Browns legend quarterback Frank Ryan passed away today, uh, 87 years old. Of course, he was the last Cleveland Browns quarterback to lead them to a championship. So hopefully um, Frank Ryan can pass on his championship vibe to Joe Flacco and the Browns, and the Browns can win a championship or a Super Bowl this year. But thoughts and prayers to the entire Frank Ryan family as they are mourning the loss of a tremendous man. So with that being said, who was the Browns quarterback when you became a fan? Because I've asked this question a few times on the show, and there have been a lot of Frank Ryan responses. So let me know, who was the Browns quarterback when you first became a fan? Make sure to subscribe to the channel if you have not already. We're going to keep you locked in on all things Cleveland Browns news and rumors all year long, all 2024 long, all 366 days. It's a leap year. Who was it? Who was the QB when you first became a fan? Ashley says Colt McCoy. I've got Bernie Kosar in the chat. Tomorrow says Baker Mayfield. Chase says ZTR. Chase joined in week three. Welcome aboard, Chase. Uh, I've got Brian Sype from Oren from Randy. I've got Colt McCoy. I've got Max T. Deshaun Watson. I've got Ber uh, Baker and Kosar. Okay, that's an interesting one. Josh is Tim Couch. There we go. Got some variety now in the chat. Jeff Garcia. Talking 2004. Fact check me. I think 2004. Time Man says Baker. Nathan says Tyrod Taylor. I've got 19 coming from Brent for Bernie Kosar. David, so many QBs to pick from. Yeah, it's kind of a kick in the balls. Uh, Brian Hoyer. And Wolfstan says Baker. And Keith, Keith, what's going on, dude? Hope you're doing well, my man. Keith says Brian Sipe as well. Okay, so Gary Danielson. Okay, now we're really getting in the weeds. Speaking of weeds, Mike Dibble is going with Brandon Whedon. And Ryan is uh, Johnny Manziel. So we're going to talk playoffs. Are we ready to talk playoffs? Let's talk playoffs. I'm excited. We don't get to talk playoffs very often. We're usually talking draft in January, but not this year. This year, we're talking playoffs. So, we're going to jump into my dream playoff path for the Browns. 251 people tuned in right now. 98 likes. Can we just get to a nice even 100 likes? Hit the thumbs up button if you have not already. Um, here we go. Sean Kaiser. Ooh. Nice. I did this. Okay, 102 likes. Um, here we go. Let's talk playoffs. I've got a unique slash interesting segment planned for today's show, and that is a dream playoff path for Cleveland, right? 
if I could pick the results in somewhat reason, because obviously I would just root for chaos, but what I would want to see happen for the Browns to be their best version of themselves and go all the way. So we're going to do that, and then I'll give you my actual predictions of what I think is going to happen at the end of the show. But let's look at the AFC playoff picture right now. So here's how things stand going into Week 18. We know the Ravens have locked up the one seed, so the Browns have nothing to play for in Week 18, which could lead them to resting some of their guys. However, there is a lot of things up in the air, right? The Jags, the Bills, the Colts, the Texans, and unfortunately, the Steelers are all still fighting for a playoff spot. Now, as for the NFC playoff picture, in case you're wondering, that is looking similar to the AFC, but it's a little bit more sewed up. You've only got two open spots right now. The Bucks could fall out of the number four spot altogether, and it could be Atlanta or New Orleans jumping all the way to four, and the Packers are hanging on to the number seven spot by a thread, but if they lose, we could see Seattle or New Orleans jump over them into the number seven seed. So now let's look at my dream AFC playoff picture, right? I can't change those that are locked into their spots right now, but if I had to pick how week 18 goes for the most optimal outcomes for the Browns, here's what I did. Ravens beat the Steelers. Fuck the Pittsburgh Steelers. Get them out of here. The Bills beat the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football to take the number two spot. I'll explain why in a little bit. The Chiefs stay at three. The Jags beat the Panthers. They get the four spot. So Cleveland plays Jacksonville. The Dolphins pick the, uh, get the sixth seed. And the Colts beat the Texans, and they get the seventh seed. Step number one for a dream playoff is the Browns beat whoever wins the AFC South. I don't want the rat poison out there of this is the team I want to face because it could be one of three teams coming out of the AFC South. But ultimately, the Browns beat all three, three, all three teams. I would say the Jags game was one of the more comfortable wins. Like the Texans was by far more comfortable, but that was without C.J. Stroud. So that could be different with Stroud. The Colts was by far the closest, so I'm not really interested in running that game back given that it was a one-point game although very different team now with Joe Flacco compared to P.J. Walker. But the Jags look broken. Do they not? So the Jags play the Titans in Week 18. If Jacksonville wins, they've got the number four seed locked up. They control their destiny. However, Tennessee is not a walkover team, right? They, they have looked dead the last couple of weeks, but they're still a Mike Vrabel coach team. Now, meanwhile, if Jacksonville loses that game, well, the other AFC South matchup could be for the division. Houston, and Indianapolis. So that game could have a lot at stake. So let me know, who do you want to play? Of the three contending AFC South teams, who do you think shapes up for the best possible matchup for the Browns? I can be persuaded literally into all three. And I don't want to definitively say I want that team because I know the moment I say that, the Browns are going to play them and lose to them. And I'm going to have to think about that for the rest of the year. So I'm not going to put that evil magic out there. But if I had to pick one, I'd go back and forth. But man, Trevor Lawrence and, and Doug Peterson are a good head coach uh, quarterback combination. Jacksonville looks broken. Houston's probably the worst of all three. Like Their low is super low. But C.J. Stroud is playing as the best quarterback in the division right now. So good quarterback in the playoffs. That could be a recipe for disaster. Now, once the Browns defeat whoever wins the AFC South, we move on to the other wild card round matchups, right? And that is Browns beat whoever wins the AFC South. And my ideal 
ideal dream scenario, the Dolphins beat the Chiefs, which I don't think is actually very outlandish, right? And I want Miami to lose to Buffalo because I don't want the Browns to go down to Miami. We saw how that went last year. It's tough playing in Miami in January when you are used to it being cold and then you've got that hot Florida sun on you and you get drained. And the Dolphins are good at home. I like to see the Dolphins be a road team in the playoffs, take down the Chiefs, get Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid out of the equation. And then the Bills, I know it's a bit of a stretch asking all three wildcard teams to win. But if you really think about it, here, hang out for me with a second here. Browns beating the AFC South champion is not that far-fetched. They beat every single team in the AFC South this year. The Dolphins beating the Chiefs, the Chiefs are frauds this year. They really are. Would anyone be blown away if Kansas City lost? No. And then the Bills have been one of the flukiest teams. And Indianapolis has just been a really tough out for every single team that's played them this year. So the first two, I think, are more likely than even the last one, of course. But the Bills have been up and down this year. So in my dream, and that's what it is, it's my dream, it's not your dream, maybe it's your dream too, playoff scenario, these three things happen. So then we move on to the divisional round, and the Ravens are back from their bye, and they would play the number seven Colts, which then puts the Browns on a path to host the Dolphins. I'd much rather host Miami than host Buffalo, right? The Bills, they know what it's like to play in the cold. Miami hosts candy-ass teal uniforms in Cleveland in January, it's not going to happen. There's just no way. The Dolphins on the road against playoff teams this year have been a disaster. Get the Browns at home against the Dolphins. I like Cleveland's chances. And so in this case, then, we have a Browns-Ravens AFC championship game. Joe Flacco, revenge. Get your popcorn ready. You can't beat it. You just can't beat it. So, that is the dream. We have more to come on this in just a second. But let me tell you all about our sponsor today, which is Game Time. You guys should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. If you're trying to catch, let's say, a Browns playoff game, whether that's home or on the road, or you want to see another sporting event, like, let's say you live in the Cleveland area and you want to go catch a Cavs game. Hopefully, they kind of get their act together here in the second half of the season. Well, there's nothing better than a spur-of-the-moment trip. And with game time, you can do that without breaking the bank. It's the place to find last-minute seats. What I also love about game time is you can see the view from your seat before you purchase your tickets. So you don't show up to the arena, the venue, the stadium. You're like, I had no idea I was this far up in the nosebleeds or there would, be, there would be a pole sitting right in front of me. So make sure you download the Game Time app and use code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, couldn't you imagine, going back to that uh, dream playoff path, Joe Flacco, playing the Ravens, could go to the Super Bowl. When Ravens fans know all too well just how good Flacco is in the playoffs specifically, that would be a dream matchup, whether that happens in the divisional round or the AFC championship game. The whole world is rooting for a Browns-Ravens playoff game. Now we look at the NFC playoff picture, and 
right now we've got a lot of teams locked into spots. You know what I mean here? Um, and I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of change up. So if we're getting really fun and we're looking at what a dream matchup could look like for the Browns to play someone out of the NFC, I don't want to play with my food too much here and start talking about which teams I want to face out of the NFC in the, post, in, in the Super Bowl. Let's get to the Super Bowl first. But I don't want to see the 49ers a second time because we know how good they are. The Cowboys are playing their best football when it matters most. The Buccaneers, they're not going to make it. The Eagles look like they are sliding right now. But there is one team that I did not mention, and it's the team that everyone wants to see play the Browns in the Super Bowl, the Detroit Lions. How could you not want to see a Browns-Lions playoff? Browns-Lions playoff. Browns-Lions Super Bowl. That would be the greatest Super Bowl in history. Two franchises that have never even reached the Super Bowl get in there for the first time and squaring up against one another. That is my dream playoff for the Cleveland Browns. And, of course, they hoist the Lombardi Trophy, and I do a polar plunge in Lake Erie. Don't worry. I did not forget about that bet. But let me know. What's your Super Bowl matchup prediction? I'm going to give you mine at the very end of the video, but let me know what your Super Bowl matchup prediction is down below in the comment section. So with that being said, let's look at what I believe is going to happen, right? This is like the ending to the movie Clue. What actually is going to go down? Well, here are my projections. I think we're going to see the Ravens, of course, have the one seed, the Bills and the Chiefs and the Jags and the Browns, Dolphins, and Colts all make it there. And then we got out of the NFC, I think it shakes out like this. I think the Niners, well, I mean, I know the Niners. Uh, the Cowboys are going to get the two spot. The Lions get the three spot. They will rematch against the Rams. And then you've got the Bucks and the Saints. I think the Saints are going to win. I think the Bucks are going to win. And if those two things happen and a little bit of help elsewhere, you might have two NFC South teams make it. So this is my projection. And we'll kind of fast forward through the wild card matchups and whatnot and get right to the championship games here. AFC championship game, give me Browns Ravens. All right. Let's actually go back to we, – we don't need to go back. But I think the Browns have a pretty strong path to get to the AFC championship game. They got to take down the AFC South champ, and then you need one more win on the road against whichever team you end up facing. And I think we're going to have Browns Ravens. Okay, NFC wise, I think we could have 49ers Cowboys. This is must see TV, and I ultimately think I think we're going to have a 49ers Ravens Super Bowl. I'm very sorry. I, I I refuse to be the homer that only picks his team to win every single week. But right now, these two teams are playing the best football. I mean, the Cowboys are right there with them. The Browns are up there, too, for sure. But the Ravens are getting healthier. I, I think this is going to be your Super Bowl. And I hate myself. I do hate myself. And I don't want to be right. I'm not rooting for this. But gun to my head, I think it's going to be relatively chalk at the very end. The two one seeds collide for a Christmas Day rematch. Super chat rolling in from Whaler64. Everyone fucking hates me. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I would too. But again, if all I do is, is just pick the Browns to win every single Sunday, I feel like after a while, just it means nothing. And this way, when I do pick the Browns to win, you know it's going to carry some extra weight. Whalers with a $1 super chat. Appreciate you, my man. Go Brownies, dude. Albert Baker. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Woo, woo. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Woof, woof. First time super chatter. 
I got the golden ticket to the Super Bowl, Grandpa Joe. Will you go with me? Albert, are you the man who tweeted at me a picture? Al, someone tweeted at me a picture of, like, Kevin Stefanski and Joe Flacco and Miles Garrett. That's Oh, that, that's the picture. You're right. Yeah. Um, we'll put it on screen in just a moment, Albert. Uh, yeah, this is definitely you then. That, that one cracked me up. That, that put a smile on my face last night watching the uh, college football semifinals. Um, yeah, you haul. Last time Baltimore was in a Super Bowl, it was against the 49ers. So it might be a rematch. I just I feel like the, 40, the Ravens are just playing so good right now. But, hey, you never know. Anything could happen. I, I'm definitely pulling for the Browns. Make no mistake. But gun to my head, those are my predictions. Um, Albert tweeted at me a picture Technology syncing coming on in just a moment. Time at things Browns Niners. Christopher, you should hate yourself. Okay, kidding. Oh. Again, I, I, no one should be a fan of me right now for what I said. I, I'm not going to try and become buddy-buddy with everyone in the chat after I pick the Rappers to go to the Super Bowl. But if it's any consolation, I think the Niners are winning. I think the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl this year. The only issue I had with San Francisco going into the season was they don't have a ton of depth. And if they get injured, they're going to be in trouble. They've been healthy. Like, they're best players. Think about it. Ready? Debo, Kittle. Both those guys have missed time the last few seasons. They were healthy this year. Debo missed two or three games, I think. Christian McCaffrey pretty much played every single snap. Uh, Brock Purdy. Trent Williams got banged up a little bit, but Trent Williams is still out there. Like, the Niners did not lose. A lot of key pieces to injured reserve. I think, I think the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, Albert tweeted this picture at me. Grandpa Joe, I have the golden ticket to the Super Bowl. Will you go with me with Stefanski, Flacco, and Andrew Barry? So, elite meme right there by Albert. Appreciate you, my man. Thank you so much. Papa T with a $2 Super Chat. Any word on our kickers? Need them back. No word. Kevin Stefanski usually does a Zoom press conference on Tuesdays. Um, but, or is it, mon no, on Mondays, I'm sorry, um, but they, that's when they play on Sundays, so that doesn't happen, so no updates so far, I don't think we'll see Dustin Hopkins this week, especially with the Browns clinched, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, so, Bajorquez, I'm not quite sure about, but again, with the Browns clinched, if they're not 110%, don't push it. Soul Train, what if the Ravens rest too long and lose again? Hey, that happened against the Titans. And you're right. Like, that did happen, and that's a very real possibility. Um, and I hope that happens. I do. It's always tough to envision the Titans falling. No, not, the, not the Tennessee Titans. The Goliath, if you will, right? The, the, the juggernauts falling in the playoffs when they look so good in the regular season. But the one-seed Ravens lost to the Titans. The one-seed Titans lost to the Ravens in back-to-back -back years. Like, it does happen. So it's not it's not impossible. Um I'm curious to see how Baltimore handles this week. I pray to God the Steelers miss the playoffs. And even if Pittsburgh wins against the Ravens' backups, potentially, that does not guarantee them a spot in the playoffs. They need a lot of other help to happen as well. Greasy Flight, what's going on, dude? The road to the Super Bowl runs through Baltimore. It, it does for now, yeah. If, if the Ravens win their divisional round matchup against whichever team they face, that AFC Championship game will be at M&T Bank Stadium, and that place is going to be rowdy. So, Greasy Flight, check your mail in the coming days. Um, should have a Christmas card coming your way soon. Greg with a $5 Super Chat. 
Maybe I shouldn't watch any live streams next year either, seeing how good they did this year without me watching as much. Greg, don't, don't put that evil on yourself. Join the watch parties next year. I, I do not think there's a correlation between Greg not tuning in to the Browns kicking ass exists. No, no, no. We want Greg at our watch parties. Join us week 18, and of course, join us for the wild card matchup. All right, we do have a playoff coming, a playoff, a mailbag coming up next year. So get those questions in, hashtag Browns or Super Chat, like everyone else who has done so far. If you Super Chat, you guarantee a spot on screen. Otherwise, producer Trace, he just picks his favorite questions, and I don't know. I don't know. What, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Speaking of favorites. Uh, best ice cream flavor, in my personal opinion. My yeah. favorite, cookies and cream. Cookies and cream? If it's, you're at, it's a safe one, but it always hits. If you're at a pizza by the slice place, what slice are you getting? Ooh, pizza by the slice? Yep. I need something with some meat on it. Yeah. Diggity. Maybe like a sausage and uh, sausage and pepperoni or something. A bit of a meat lover, yeah, sort of. A little meat lovers, I think. There's a there's a pizza spot by my apartment that whenever I've had too much to drink and I'm looking for some late night food. So Fratelli's? No, no, no. Uh, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of that place either. Uh, but they do pizza by the slice, and I get barbecue chicken Ooh. and pesto chicken. Good calls. Get some ranch, dip it in that. Great call. We had a spot at our at college, like in our dining hall. Yeah. And you could get. Like this balsamic vinaigrette glaze on it, mm. on top of your pizza. It was really good. That does sound good. All right, let's get into a mailbag. Enough of my bad pizza takes. Are we ready to jump into the mailbag, Mr. Trace? Okay. Okay. Here we go. Mailbag time here on the Cleveland Browns Report. I'm answering questions from the Dog Pound during our live show, which airs Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Cool dude, uh, Cool dude, JT. I beg your pardon. Joe Flacco for MVP. Joe Flacco for comeback player of the year. I think Kevin Stefanski is locked up coach of the year. Like Dan Campbell's going to make a good argument for it, but ultimately what Kevin Stefanski did this year, you put all 31 other coaches in his shoes, and I don't know if any of them get to 11, maybe even 12 wins. So Joe Flacco for comeback player of the year, Stefanski for coach of the year, and Miles Garrett for defensive player of the year. Who says no? Greg with a $2 super chat. My roommate slash boy uh, BFF from the service is a Ratbird fan. So bad for you, Greg. And hopefully that Ratbird fan has nothing to cheer for in January. Lil Beam, do you think the Browns should release Jordan Akins during free agency? Jordan Akins, I thought he signed just a one-year contract. I'm going to double-check right now. I remember they signed him during, like, March Madness. I filmed a video outside the bar. And I don't really remember a whole ton of the video. But Jordan Akins... Um, he signed a, he just signed a two-year contract. So, yeah, I could see Jordan Akins being released because he was not that red zone threat I think the Browns were hoping he could be this year. Jessica DeVoit, should we sign Kenny Galladay and safety Bryce Callen for the playoffs? Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. So let's start with Kenny Galladay. I was a big fan of Kenny Galladay when he was with the Lions. I thought he was a very talented receiver, led the NFL in receiving touchdowns one year. But then he had some just effort issues in New York. And no team, I've heard zero buzz, zero chatter around Kenny Galladay since the Giants released him back in February, I believe. So I'm not quite sure what kind of shape Kenny Galladay is in, if he's been working out, if he's ready to join a playoff team or at least join a practice squad. So I've got my concerns about Kenny Galladay and how much he really wants to play football after getting a lot of guaranteed money and kind of just checking out. 
As for Bryce, Bryce Callahan, he's more of a nickel cornerback. At one point, he was arguably the best nickel corner, but injuries really derailed what could have been a very, very lucrative career. The Browns are pretty good at corner, right? If you're looking to sign a safety, I don't think Bryce Callahan's that guy for you. I, I think Callahan's a better corner than he would be safety. So for now, I'm very content with rolling with the next man up. Even if Delpit and or Thornhill is not available for the playoffs, I love what I've seen out of uh, Ronnie Hickman and DeAnthony Bell. I think you roll with those two guys. Deron Harmon has played well as well. I think you are good to go with the safeties you currently have on the roster. Oren Smith, do you, do you think to sign Jarvis Landry or someone else? I got to wait and see how serious Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore's injuries are. But if the Browns expect both those players to be healthy and available for the wild card round, I don't think they're going to be in a rush to sign anyone. Remember, I know it's late and you want to go on a playoff push, but just signing guys for the sake of signing players is not really something GMs do. One, they got to pay the guy money. Two, that takes away rollover cap for 2024, which the Browns need to do, even if it's not a huge chunk of change. But again, if you have healthy players, I don't think the Browns are going to sign Jarvis Landry just for the hell of it. Plus, I mean, add him to your practice squad before you add him to your 53-man roster. But you're going to call him up, and who are you going to make inactive on game days now? So I, I think if those two guys, Cooper and Moore, are healthy, very long shot we see Juice rejoin the Browns. Jessica, Leo Collins signed with the Cowboys. So unfortunately, no Collins to the Browns. I appreciate the question very much. Uh, Joshua Miller. What are the rules around calling up practice squad players? How many can we call up for week 18? You can elevate two players from your practice squad each week. You could elevate a guy up to three times in the year before you have to permanently add him to your 53-man roster or release him. So the Browns are not going to call up the whole practice squad, right? They can only call up two guys. So what they would likely do if they want to sit some players is they would make their six inactives, guys like Joe Flacco and other players on the roster who are guaranteed to sit for the entire game, and they would have the, th those be the healthy scratches. And then they've got the Isaiah McGuire and Siaka Ikas of the world be uh, active on game day. And then they would call up like a Tommy Togi. I mean, not even Tommy Togi. Oh, he got signed by the Falcons, actually. So I'm not quite sure which practice squad players, maybe Austin Watkins. That could be a lot of fun. I can get behind that. Now, before we get on to the rest of today's show, I do want to highlight our sponsor, which is Factor. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's a ready-to-eat meal delivery service that takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolution. Factor now offers loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what's on the schedule. Head to factormeals.com slash BrownsChat50 and use code BrownsChat50 to get 50% off. That's code BrownsChat50 at factormeals.com slash 
Brown Chat 50 to get 50% off. Ken G, next one up. Is the currently is the current roster enough? Or who do you think showing Oh, this is tough. Is the current roster enough? Or who do you think the showing who do you think they could show up to sign? What do you think they're asking? Who okay, I, I'm gonna interpret this as who do I think the Browns could sign to improve the current roster? I hope that's what you intended, Ken. Uh, I know sometimes the autocorrect and super chat is super annoying. Um, I, I think the current roster is enough. I don't think you're finding guys in January that are going to walk into that locker room and they're going to be impact players in a playoff game after not playing all year long. That's just one in a million, and they kind of got that already with Joe Flacco. So if we are looking to sign a guy, I guess – Jarvis Landry continues to be the most popular name, but no, I, I just don't think you're going to get much production at all from anyone that's a free agent at the moment. Avon, do you think the Browns should sign DPJ in the offseason? I don't. Didn't we see enough from DPJ this year to know he's someone that you don't want to give more than what you can get out of a rookie contract for, right? Like DPJ... He might get a one-year, $1.5 million contract this offseason. I'd rather just draft a guy in the sixth round like DPJ and get the same type of production but for a third of the cost. Jessica, should we sign Micah Hyde next year? Browns are pretty good at safety, right? You just extended Delpit. You have Thornhill under contract for two more seasons. You like DeAnthony Bell. You like Ronnie Hickman. I think the Browns are going to bring back the same four safeties next year. I don't think Micah Hyde's coming to Cleveland. Will Beam. Do you think the Browns should give Dustin Hopkins a three-year, $15 million extension this offseason? The Bears just extended their kicker, uh, Cairo Santos, and they paid him, I think, $8 million a season. So, yeah, three years, $15 million, $5 million a pop. I've got no problem with that. Kickers are so tough to come by. I was actually thinking about this yeah, uh, just the other night. Do you think it's harder to find a good, a good kicker or a good quarterback? Like, if you ignore what's more important, it's tough to find good kickers. Everyone's chasing that next Justin Tucker. That's why the 49ers and the Browns are using third and fourth round picks on kickers. So, I think you got a great kicker in Dustin Hopkins. I'd sign him to that contract. Tomorrow, Cuber, next one up on the show. Here we go. If you played football, what position do you think you would be best at? bench. <laughs> I talk about football. I played uh, football in middle school and into high school, and I was a right tackle. So I do not want to be tasked with the blind side, so I will stay at right tackle. Avon, do you think the Eli do you think the Elijah Moore do I think Elijah Moore should retire? No. I, I mean unless the head injury is life changing and it's super duper serious, I'm not gonna tell Elijah Moore what to do or we're not to so I, no, I don't think so. Cool guy. Besides the AFC South winner to verse, I'd want to uh, I want to get the Chiefs in the playoffs if we get the sixth seed as they suck like really bad. What do you think? Cool guy. The Browns can't go from five to six. So even if the Chiefs get the three seed, the Browns aren't going to be able to play them in the first round. And maybe later in the playoffs they could play each other. But I agree with your overall train of thought that the Chiefs are not a really good football team this year. Now, maybe they turn it on in the postseason, and then the last team you want to face in January and February, because we know Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid 
should never be counted out. But this year, it just feels like what ultimately caught up to them was Kansas City mailing it in on the wide receiver position. Something I've said for the last year or so is, I know the Chiefs won a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill, but trading Tyreek Hill away looks to be like a big mistake for Kansas City. Ultimately, it's washed away because they won a Super Bowl, so no one's going to think about it. But I don't think Kansas City expected Tyreek Hill to be this good two years removed from Kansas City. If they knew that he'd be this productive, they would have probably paid him. So I ultimately think the lack of experience and just quality at the wide receiver position is going to catch up to KC in the playoffs. Chase the dream. When the Browns win the Super Bowl, what do we do with Flacco? That's kind of the million-dollar question, and that's the best problem to have. If the Browns win the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, how can I stand here and say, don't bring Flacco back, right? I mean, he just won you a Super Bowl. I don't want to be too short-sighted, though, because we have seen quarterbacks win Super Bowls like Nick Foles and Joe Flacco and not be great the next year. So it'd be a very bold decision for Andrew Barry, but I would probably say Joe Flacco is not going to be your week one starter in 2024, almost no matter what happens. Bolton Skull, last question. Do you think Ronnie Hickman, DeAnthony Bell, will be the future stars for the Browns franchise? I'm not quite so sure about that because Grant Delpit has been a star on this defense. And when he's healthy, he's the starter. There's no question about it. So I think DeAnthony Bell and Ronnie Hickman will be players that could have some great careers elsewhere. And as Browns fans, we'll know when their rookie contracts are up and they get signed by another team, that that team is getting a really good safety, even if they don't have a ton of great or a ton of stats altogether. Ultimately, the Browns have some good safeties right now, and it's unfortunate that they got you know, so much talent buried behind other talent, and they could maybe spread it around a little bit more. But Hickman and Bell, they sure look like starting safeties in the NFL. And before we get on out of here, what is your Super Bowl matchup prediction? Let me know down in the comment section to wrap up today's mailbag. Who you got in the soupy? I want to hear from everyone watching.